Today's service will be just a little bit different. If you took time to peruse the bulletin a little bit beforehand, you'll have seen that already. Um, the theme for our service today is really a, an oft-overlooked command of Jesus to his disciples in the sixth chapter of Mark, which is our, part of our gospel reading for today, to come away and rest a while. Um, so much of the scriptures, you know, we, we, we focus on the things that we are given to do. Um, and it's all good work that Jesus gives us to do in this life. Uh, but one of the things he gives us to do is not do, is to rest, is to take Sabbath, to take time away. This has been on my mind, of course, as I just get back from two weeks of vacation myself, and as Deacon Laura just has recently wrapped up uh, eight weeks away from us on sabbatical, a time of rest and rejuvenation. And this isn't just for us, it's good. A, we're trying to be good role models to the rest of you, to take time away. We need to do that. Um, and so the service today kind of centers on that command to take time to rest and rejuvenate so that we can, in fact, be about the work that our Lord gives us to do. I wonder if you fully appreciate where you live. Do you know that this place that we call home, um, for a lot of people, is the destination when they want to relax, when they want to rejuvenate, when they want to get away? My grandparents, my mother's folks, were dairy farmers. They never went on vacation. As much as they were married to each other, they were married to their herd of Holsteins, right? Because you had to milk twice a day, every day, 365. But they did take one vacation, and it was early on in their married life together. Guess where they went? The Black Hills of South Dakota. And they talked about it for the rest of their lives, right? Um, so appreciate that, and I hope that you will hear in the words, in the song, in the scripture, in the ruminations today, uh, that invitation and that permission, maybe more than anything, to take seriously our Lord's command to rest. The painting that you see on the back wall of this sanctuary was painted by Pastor Paul Ullman six years ago on this very Sunday. And much of the theme of that painting, and our theme for that day six years ago, was similar. To come away with Jesus and rest a while and find rejuvenation. And so we pray that's what our time together will be. So let's just take a, a moment to breathe a little bit as we prepare to come into God's holy presence for rest in worship this morning.
is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, my soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. We sing, Gather Us In, hymn number 532. You may remain seated. Take the bread of new 
shall call your sons and your daughters. Call us anew to be salt for the to drink the wine of compassion. Give us to eat the bread that is you. Nourish us well and teach us to fashion lives that are holy and hearts that are true. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, author of the universe and source of all life, we ask that you meet us now in our worship. You bid us come away with you and rest a while. Too often we find excuses to ignore your bidding, and our lives become a chaotic mess. Teach us the meaning of Sabbath so that we may find rest and be renewed to continue the journey. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The scripture is Genesis 1, 31, 2, 1 through 3. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. We sing This Is My Father's World, hymn 824.
seventh day of creation is no fluke. It's more than a period at the end of creation. It is a graceful, grace-filled interlude, precipitating more creative activity. See, rest, play, Sabbath is not portrayed then as some kind of necessary evil, a concession to human frailty, but rather as a divine necessity. To be able to take a break from one's labors is not a sign of weakness, it's not a sign of a moral failing, but rather I think it's a reflection of the divine heart to stop and to appreciate and to enjoy. The Creator's example in Genesis and the commandment given on Mount Sinai to a wandering, weary bunch of people who had experienced life as nothing but so much slavery and drudgery is really an invitation to rest and to reflect, to reflect on what makes life worth living in the first place. Exodus 20, verse 1 through 2, 8 through 11. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord, your God, you brought, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you should labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. 
but rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Hymn number 612, Healer of Our Every Ill. Peace. 
We look for rest in some of the craziest places, don't we? Too often when we're not charging hard through this life, you know, doing things like foregoing vacation days because of all the things we think we need to get done, or working straight through our weekends because the world might stop spinning if we're not hard at our posts. We're treating our time away as an opportunity, oftentimes, to run ourselves ragged. You ever had vacations like that? Sometimes we try to foolishly convince ourselves that the security of a bank balance or a reputation as a hard worker validates a life. I wonder if we could find our worth as human beings somewhere else, though. Could our identity as God's beloved even set us free just a little bit? Could we find rest in that? In the knowledge of who really holds our life and who gives it worth? Psalms 121, 1 through 8. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He will keep you with not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time and forevermore. Me with its glory, 
in the dark of night and when the road is long and weary and if you tire beneath the sun you join with those who share the journey and bring them home when the day Done. The Lord will keep me safe and holy. The Lord's a shade when the day is bright. The sun won't burn me with its glory, nor will the moon in the dark of night. It's interesting that our spiritual forebearers, whose words we read in scripture, had so much to say about food. Growing it, preparing it, eating it, sharing it. Maybe that's because they had to work so hard for it. The prospect of being fed by another becomes in scripture one of the greatest images of hospitality and being cared for. The meal simply given to you. The banquet you didn't earn, but are simply invited to partake of. When we take Sabbath time to gather in a place like this, to gather around this altar and reenact this foretaste of the feast to come, it is in no small way an invitation to relax and receive, to open the hand and be given a sign of care and provision to receive the God for whom we have waited. Isaiah 25, verses six through nine. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, and of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, lo, this is our God, we have waited for him, so that he might save us. This is the Lord from whom we shall have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Hymn number 759, My Faith Looks Up to Thee.
Jesus' first disciples knew him as rabbi or teacher. He took pains to teach not only through his words, but also through his actions. And he did this most certainly in things like feeding hungry people, in healing the sick, in receiving the outcast, loving the unlovely. But, you know, he also did it in modeling a, a healthy pattern of physical and spiritual refreshment and rest. When Jesus' students returned to him after being sent out with work to do that first time in Mark's gospel, they're, they're all anxious to come back to Jesus and tell him about their great successes. And instead of merely congratulating those disciples on a job well done, he invites them to come away and to rest a while, presumably so they might be ready to do even more. Now, as Jesus' church, as his modern-day disciples, sent out with the, with the exact same power and mission as the original 12, we have to ask, how good are we at emulating their example of taking time apart to rest? From the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. 
As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Hymn number 611, I heard the voice of Jesus say, to an easy life. We're called to a good life, a good life lived in community with others for the sake of others. And like anything worth doing, a life worth living comes with a price. Is that price too high? Is the burden too great? Sometimes we might be tempted to think so. But the promise from the one we call Lord is that a Life lived only for the self is a lot more heavier and much more burdensome than the one he invites us into. We look for meaning in all sorts of dead ends. But as St. Augustine once said, our souls are restless until they rest in you.
From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I invite invite you to stand as you are able. And let us now pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Tend your church, O God. Encourage bishops, pastors, and deacons in their proclamation of the gospel. Raise up new leaders and encourage those pursuing a call to ministry. Embolden all the baptized to embody your love and justice. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Restore your creation, O God. Sustain croplands and pastures and safeguard all farm animals and livestock. Preserve lakes, rivers, and streams that offer refreshment. Revive lands recovering from natural disaster and protect coastlands threatened by rising oceans. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Reconcile the nations, O God. Break down the dividing walls that make us strangers to one another and unite us as one human family. Equip leaders to deal wisely with conflict and guide diplomats who seek peaceful solutions. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heal your people, O God. Look with compassion on immigrants, exiles, and all who are afraid or feel lost. Give rest to those who are weary, comfort to those who are grieving, and recovery to those who are ill. Especially today, we lift to you Carol, Phyllis, David, Diane, Connie, and all those we name in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Nourish this congregation, O God. Prepare a table where we receive food for our hungering spirits. Renew our commitment to provide for one another and support and strengthen our ministries of feeding and nurturing hungry neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You lead us home, O God. We give thanks for all who have died, now citizens with the saints. Today we remember Doug Lem, Don Lamb, and Enid Crockford. As you have received them into your heavenly home, so welcome all of us to dwell in your house forever. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I hope you will find lots of opportunities over the course of not just today, but over the course of the next days into the week to share Christ's peace with as many people as you come into contact with. Let's prepare to conclude our time together. I want you to hear Psalm 23 and let this kind of sit in your soul as we leave this sanctuary this morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. 
Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. I invite you to rise and receive this blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Now go in peace, resting in God's promises. Thanks be to God. We're going to sing hymn number 768. We're going to sing just the first and the last verse. First and last verse. Lead me, guide me along the
Go in peace, resting in God's promises.